welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. I'm your host, Wayne Liu, and I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. What's going on, Alex? Feeling good after that thrilling win over the Lakers last night? Yeah, great win, 126 to 113 over the L.A. Lakers. The Raptors cover the spread. Got a nice, easy win. Fred with the bounce back, 25 points. Pascal, as usual, coming through with the 20, 10, and 7 line. OG, 23 points. Scotty, 17 rebounds. Just a great uh, box score for everyone, I guess, when you put up 126 in what was basically a blowout. Yeah, I'm being a little facetious. I'm trying to bring a little more energy, a little more juice into the game because um, oh, okay. the game last night, obviously, like it, it was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, you know, have, you, not, have, you, nothing... have you enjoyed one Raptors game this year? Name yeah, your yeah, top yeah. three favorite. Uh, how top three favorite Raptor games this season? It's not a lot this say year. Say the home opener was was pretty good. Okay, yeah, really that was liked nice. the home opener. That was nice. Really liked the second win over Cleveland. Was really nice. Okay, yeah, that was cool. Um, uh, I liked the win over Atlanta when they won by like forty, which was right. nice. You know, lots of good ones. This no, year. I wouldn't be giving any Michelin stars to the Raptors as an entertainment product. No, last night, season. last night was, uh, you know, you just came to do the job. You know, it wasn't even necessarily a performance where you look at it and you say the execution was was fantastic, um, but the result was just kind of never in doubt. I mean, the Raptors ran out to an eleven nothing lead after two minutes. Mm-hmm. Two minutes. By the right? way, yeah, no, no, LeBron and AD. Yeah, of course, of course. Even Patrick Beverly, I thought, what was missed. You know, I think he could have at least brought some intensity to that game for the Lakers who, you know, second half of back-to-back, they were just never winning that game, especially with some of those injuries. Um, but, you know, I was happy that the Raptors came out, took care of business. We've seen them, you know, not do that sometimes, right? You think about that game where Joel Embiid sat, and we were like, oh, that's cool. We just beat the Sixers. Yeah, that's you know? when your boy Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, then Maxey went off. You know, so like obviously it's different. Right? I think the Sixers' depth is a lot better than the Lakers' depth. I mean, I, I pointed this out many times now, but Lakers started four guys on minimum contracts last night. Yeah, they and had, they're not tanking. They had Max Christie and four Min Christies. Yeah, that was the lineup last night, and it was really just the <laughs> yeah. Orlando Magic, but wearing purple and gold jerseys. I don't know. The Orlando Magic at least have height. The thing with the Lakers last night was just. Um, like, so they, they had to play zone from basically the midway through the first quarter throughout the rest of the game, right? Sporadically, they sort of shifted it out. But for the most part, their primary defense, base defense was zone, which you rarely see for that long of a period. Some of that is because their Raptors didn't shoot well, which we'll get into. But to me, it's just like they had no defensive matchups for so many of the Raptors guys. Pascal, who, who on the Lakers was to guard Pascal last night? Well, who can guard Pascal right now in the NBA? That's fair, but like, who like you're looking at the starting lineup? Descano Anderson, I guess, was the matchup. You know, it's a little bit too easy for him, right? And then who can handle Scotty? Who can handle Fred? Who can handle even OG? Like, look at their starting backward. It was Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, and Lonnie Walker. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was one of those games where <laughs> all them Darth Vader. <laughs> it's, it's good because the Raptors have have been going through some up, ups and downs, and yeah, I think you know as, as hard as we have been on them. You know, being able to to beat a shorthanded Lakers team and now having an opportunity to go on a little streak here with two games in Orlando. Mm. You know, these are I guess there is a benefit to these games just for the guys to to get right, right? Get right. Yeah, yeah of course. Of you course. know, feel good about yourself. You know, talk so much about Fred's shooting slump this week, and he came out really strong. You know, made four of his first five shots, and finished with the twenty five points. He was still only three of twelve from three, but I don't think we need to be like nitpicking. You know, this was a this was a nice bounce back game for him, all things considered. Yeah, I didn't have too many complaints. Um, I, it was not a perfect game. I would say this is like a B game from Fred. 
But uh, at the same time, like, you know, I, I thought the matchups were favorable. Right? Um, they're guarding him with defenders that, you know, are not known to be stoppers by any point. You know, like you look at the point of attack, whether it's Schroeder or, or, or Reeves or, or Westbrook or none, like these are guys that you would expect Fred to, to handle, right? These are, these are obviously with the exception of Westbrook, like these are kind of bottom tier guards in, 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 in the league right now. Uh, and then you look at the fact that the Lakers are playing a lot of drop coverage. So the recipe was right for Fred to sort of, you know, get uh, his offense. And I think to me, it was more like two really hot stretches and then like more like um, more missed shots in between. I didn't really take exception with too many of his shots, to be honest. But I think he started the game obviously fantastic, was able to get into the paint. I thought his crossovers and his 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 ability to get into the lane was really nice. It's It's a big change from what he normally shows you, which is, He's going to hit the three a lot, but uh, when he's driving downhill, he's mostly looking to kick out. Uh, last night, just because of the way the Lakers were playing the defense and also just because of how often Fred was able to get past his man, it was easy for him to get into the lane, crossover, finish. And there was, we saw a variety of finishes last night, a couple of flip shots, a mid-range shot, uh, a couple of reverse layups, like, you know, a good mix, right? We'll, we'll see, obviously, if that translates to tougher competition. We know that Fred does struggle to score around the basket, but he had a really hot start to the game. And then I thought he had finished the third quarter really strong too, where the Raptors didn't even play the third quarter well. I thought the Lakers zone really got the Raptors out of the rhythm for a while. But at the end of that third quarter, Fred made a number of plays, setting up OG for three, hitting a three of his own, um, you know, making a couple other plays here or there. And and that's where, you know what? Um, you don't expect Fred to be fantastic throughout. I, I think there's still steps to go. This is just, I don't think he even bounced back. I think he just had like a regular game. Um, but it, it was good to see him sort of shake off some of that rust. And hopefully he continues to build more confidence. I think that was one thing where looking at that Celtics game, there were times I thought in that second half where he wasn't really looking to score. And you always see an aggressive side from him. So I was wondering like, damn, is the slump so bad that he's not even looking to score? Well, at least he came out last night and showed that he still had that same level of aggression that we've known to uh, has been a signature point of his career. And um, yeah, I mean, worse than anything else is just losing your confidence. And I don't think Fred has done that. So yeah, it was, it was good. Good performance. Yeah. And, you know, he was also, I guess the main topic yesterday was people have picked up on the fact that Fred had unfollowed pretty much everybody on Instagram. And what do you mean main topic? Uh, I don't know. A lot of, I is just this, saw a lot is of fans. Is this that newsworthy? Oh, I saw a lot of fans. Well, we can talk about that. Okay, uh, but we saw a lot of fans talking about it. And after the game, friend of the program, Michael Grange mm-hmm, mm-hmm. did ask him the question. So here's the here's the full exchange between uh, Grange and Fred talking about his Instagram activity. Don't do it. You are going to be the guy out of everybody. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm disappointed. Grown, as a grown man, adult kids, I can't believe I'm asking you. But Breaking my heart, Mike. Follows and follows on Instagram. Right? Breaking my heart, Mike. I just want you to know that. Look at me. Breaking my heart, bro. Um... Yeah, I mean, listen, um, the fact that we have to talk about this is, is is crazy in itself. But no, just trying to fight the algorithms, man. I'm I'm checking my my page, and it's like all st- that I don't follow. So there's like a thousand, and it's on Twitter and Instagram now, too. So it's like when I'm going up and down my feed, there's so many things that I'm not following that's just suggestion, suggestion, suggestion. So... Stupid me. Let's unfollow everybody and see if it helped. It didn't help. Somebody caught wind of that and said, oh, I followed all my teammates. 
I don't follow my mom too. They didn't care about that part. But uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think I never follow Mike. <laughs> I, I gotta work on Twitter next. But uh, no, nah, it was. I mean, that's that's it. Nothing more, nothing less, man. I'm. Uh, it's gonna take more than a couple bad shooting games for me to lose my mind. And um, <laughs> I know I know people are uh, very interested in my personal life now, which is new for me. And I gotta be more aware of that. But I just take everything in stride. I'm a real person. And um, that was it, really. Nothing more, nothing less. I, I didn't think it would be a big thing. I'm disgusted that Mike is the one that, that asked that question. I, I expected more of you. Um, yeah, again, stupid me, right? So you live and you learn. It's, it's nothing. I left the Toronto Raptors up there on purpose just so it wouldn't be um, taken out of context. But, you know, here we are. This is the new world that we live in. I got to adjust and, um, you know. Yeah, continue to figure out that part of it. I mean, I'm happy Grange asked the question because clearly there was a lot of interest. No, shout out to Grange for asking the question. I actually wanted Fred to tell Don't do it. <laughs> you are going to be the guy. Gotta... Uh, I, 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 <laughs> no, I think it was a good response. Um, and, you know, I, I think my thing is just like, maybe it's a bigger topic, but what percentage of a of a player or athlete's life are you really entitled to like obviously not a lot in my opinion i think you you come to see the game yeah you probably come to see you know you watch their interviews um you know obviously what they want to show you right like certain players want to share more like serge wants to do a show and and you know post up on social and like that's their level of like sharing with you but i don't know I, i think um obviously there's like an insatiable amount that fans always want out of the athlete and then of course there's an information gap because sometimes they don't want to share or sometimes the the news is just not reported out there or maybe they just don't even think it's that notable but there was a lot of reading into his personal life that i don't know just on a on a on a human level it just feels kind of weird not, oh. not, i'm not even judging it in the in the way that's like oh i'm better than this or anything like that. like i understand the curiosity into into sort of professional athletes it's just like there's got to be some sort of boundary man Oh, I'm totally with you. I think, listen, we always say, like, fans can be fans however they want. Yeah. But I also think that, you know, if you're a lot of times, like, people's private lives, like, for athletes, do spill out into the public and we get details about it and things like that. Oh, we saw that over the weekend, actually. But, but when it comes to when it comes to speculation and just, you know, gossip and things like that, you know, to, to me, I'm not that cool with that stuff. Um, because I think it's just people trying to maybe just like conjure up news items or just discuss things without knowing things, right? Or without knowing facts. And I think athletes understand that they put themselves out there mm-hmm. on social and all this stuff. But yeah, no, I definitely think, you know, when you start speculating about people's personal lives in that way, I, I do think it does cross a line. So if I, if I unfollow you on Twitter, does that mean the show's you breaking would ne- up? You would never unfollow me, man. You know, the content's fire, even though I peaked five years ago. But I wanted to ask you... You know, he said he unfollowed his mom. I thought Alex controlled your Twitter. Unfollowed his mom on social as as well. Uh, Do your parents follow you on social media, Will Lou? Uh, On WeChat. Oh, okay. (laughs) But nothing else. We're calling that social media now? I mean, it's social media. What do you mean? That's Asian Morse code, man. Um, Come on, man. Yeah, my mom tried to follow me uh, once on IG and Twitter and got blocked right away. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair, honestly. Um, no, you just got to be able to operate on your own lane online, you know? Again, it's the same kind of deal. How much are my parents entitled to my life? Like, when I come oh, home okay. and I show them that, or I call them, 
or or whatever. Sure. Or I email them or text them. Like, yes, they'll get that. But no, I mean, yeah, the rest no, of my well, life is my yeah, life. Yeah, Asians notorious for not opening up to their parents. Asian dad. We know that. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to Derek Brandale. But no, I'm, I'm glad Fred talked about it. And, you know, like I said, I don't care about his IG follows, man. I just want him to make more shots. Th- that's exactly what... <laughs> that's that's <laughs> like, all I really care about, too, yeah. is just... Just, you know, just get come back to on perform, track. right? Yeah. Yesterday was was one step. Obviously, he's got to get, you know, the rest of the way back. And obviously, it was poor competition. I don't think anyone's going too crazy over that performance, mm-hmm. even though he had a lot of nice moves. Hit the world's smallest Euro. Oh, that's right. Did yeah, it, yeah, did yeah. A Euro and the defender was still in front of him. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, still, like, I, I honestly, you don't see Fred hit the Euro that often, right? You mm-hmm. see, usually when you think of Euros, you're thinking about, like, Giannis, you know, Pascal, yeah. like, these kind of big I don't know if we could call it a Euro, man. It might be, like, a Brexit or something. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he hit the bricks in. Wow, what a bar. What a bar. <laughs> yeah. But um I'm here. It was uh no, it was a good performance from him. Um and this is a good answer and I guess we could just kind of move on. Yeah. Again, just I you, don't know. You don't never spe- see, you don't seem too. like you ever have too much, you know, to say about the social media stuff cuz no, I, I don't I, think I, you I personally take it that seriously. I, I I don't care, but again, I understand that other people care. I just think that with a guy like Fred too, like we don't have to wait to speculate. We don't have to speculate with Fred because he's so open with people. He makes himself really available to the media. He even took this answer in, in, in good stride and, and you know, gave a pretty honest response about it and then went into pretty much a lot of detail. So he's not a guy who hides from a lot of stuff. So if there is some sort of speculation, people will ask Fred about it and then report about it. You know, so like just don't 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 jump to make up the gap. But I mean that's not the big takeaway from last night. Or is it? Because it was kind of a it was kind of a brick game, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm telling you, man, been a lot of bricks. Um Well, there was definitely from three from both teams. I think both teams shot under thirty. Yeah, so the Lakers were seven of thirty three. So twenty one. And Raptors twenty one percent. Can you do something for me? Oh, um brother. and the Raptors were twelve of forty three. I wanted to highlight, too, just Pascal's performance since coming back from mm-hmm. injury. Okay, okay. Because I think, you know, when you're coming back from a couple weeks layoff, we talked about whether it was going to maybe take him a little bit of time to get back to that all-NBA sure. level that sure. he was at. And, you know, his first game back against Cleveland, he had 18 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. Since then, it's been at least 23 points per game. Mm. And and obviously last night, too, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. And he just looks like the exact same player that he started the season with. And and I think sure. in, in a week where we have been talking about expectations for the Raptors and the up and down season, I just thought it was worthwhile to highlight that Pascal continues to be just the number one bright spot in, in this season so far for the Raptors. Yeah, there's I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think um, it, it is a relief to see him back to... Close to top form. I think he the way he started the season was still better than what he's showing right now. I think defensively he still has one or two more steps to get to in terms of his his max capabilities, and I think he'll get there. Um, and I think even offensively too, like he's scoring right now and it, it looks really good. But I think at the start of the season he has showed so much uh, finesse and so much technique to his game where he's able to face up and hit these jumpers or or just make the reads really, really well. And I think he's still doing that, but it, this kind of progression from him looks a little bit more like last season to me rather than the way he started this year. But ultimately, yeah, the production overall has been really, really solid from Pascal. There's really not much to nitpick about it. And um, yeah, I thought last night, like outside of that third quarter where offensively the Raptors are just kind of out of sync and, and Pascal, you know, took a couple of extra shots there. Um, other than that, I thought he, he was really good and, you know, I'm I'm loving to you know seeing the the transition game. Obviously, he's always pushing the break. He's the Raptors' best player in transition, both finishing and leading the break, and that is the identity of the team. So, 
Um, it's a relief. Hopefully he stays healthy. You know, I think he's in for a big year. It's a big time for him as well. You know, he he, he makes all NBA again. You know, I, I, there's a super max availability to him and all that mm. stuff. So, yeah, I mean, just continue to see him cook and see him push. And he's uh, he's the number one guy on the team. And he had a triple-double last night. I, I don't even think people are even that, like, Im- impressed. Not that they're not impressed in terms of not, like, appreciative. They're just like, this is what we expect out of him now. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing Kyrie said right this season was was Pascal's going to play with a triple double every <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, when Kyrie speaks based on facts and looks at the numbers and stats, you know, sometimes he could be right one time. Um, yeah, I wish there was a super max for like you know what we do, like if we hit certain criteria, we can like okay. be eligible for a super max. What do you think about that? Uh, no, we just want to talk hoop. Okay, cool. No, let's talk hoop, man. No, let's, oh, okay, okay, okay. Since you're, we could negotiate off there. Since you're a Scotty Barnes hater, uh, you know we we got to highlight Scotty oh, Barnes right. having a great game. Yeah, yeah. He's been he's, he's he been has. having a, he's been having a good week. I feel like the last uh, two so. to three games, he's gotten back to, I think I think the role that Nick wants him to to play. Yeah, well, I mean, he he gave that quote. Um, I think before the Brooklyn game pregame, Nick said about how he wants Scotty to play with energy, you play with connectivity, bring a little bit of everything, you know. And then, um, I, I think what well, that's what we've seen since then, right? Um, I think just like anyone else, like just like with Pascal, there's 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 plays where defensively, um, you know, he could improve, right? And I think that's been highlighted quite a bit. But uh, there's I don't really think there's like too much of a, a need to nitpick Scotty right now. I think. When Pascal was out, there was more of a need for him to improve and, and, and deliver more. And I think that's where the disappointment came from more than anything else was just like, wow, um, Pascal's been out. Fred's kind of in and out. Um, you know, can we see a little bit more? And I think outside of the Atlanta game, there wasn't that sort of standout performance that you saw Scotty sort of come in and deliver that huge push for you. But of late, especially with Pascal back, like he's kind of settled back into his role that he was pretty comfortable in last season where he's rebounding the ball. I th- I'm loving what he does on the break. He's really good at pushing the break, finds passes. Um, I think he, as compared to Pascal and Fred, he makes quicker passes. Like He doesn't have to – he doesn't touch the ball as much as those guys do to break down the defense first and then kick out. I think sometimes he just reads like the defense is slightly shifted one way or the other. He makes quick passes that way. He's maybe more intuitive in that sense. Um He's still picking his spots and, and getting, you know, stuff around the basket. You're not seeing as many three-point shots from him or even those plays where I think that the dreaded plays are more like the ones where he's, like, dribbling in, in spot for, like, five, six seconds and he goes into the dribble package and then ultimately pulls up from mid-range for a contested look. Like, I, I think he can hit those, but, you know, obviously I think what Nick has said over the years is, like, he doesn't want those type of shots. He wants to see a cleaner shot spectrum. Um but, uh, but, yeah, he's getting to the basket. He's making those early seals in transition. He's making connective plays, and his energy has been strong. So I think, you know, obviously there are things to fine-tune with his defense, but for the most part, I have no complaints, really. I, th- I think I gave him the third star last night. I think he's been pretty – he was pretty good in that uh, Celtics game as well. And, I, I mean, it, it's – I think the storyline just kind of went away once he started playing back to his capabilities. And of late, it looks a lot like what he did last season as the rookie of the year. Now, of course, I think people are still probably expecting him to take another step. Because that's just naturally what you would expect after you win Rookie of the Year. But at the same time, I think it's he's making progress just like in the way that Fred's making progress. And those are the two main storylines. Can you can the Raptors get Scotty to play not only at last year's level, but a little bit better than that? And then can they get Fred to get to last year's level? You combine that with OG and Pascal, who have been consistently good all year, then all of a sudden you really have something really, really good. So and even Gary coming off the bench, he's he's producing in his role, right? Sometimes he's a little empty, you know, shoot a little bit poorly. That's what happens with jump shooters. But um, I think Gary's been good in his role, too. So it's just like, can you find a way to get Fred right and, and Scotty right? And 
last night they were both pretty good. Yeah, we have another clip here too. Chris Boucher scored 16 points off the bench last night. And after the game was asked by friend of the program, Vivek Jacob, about Precious Achua's absence. And here's what he said. Put Precious out. Has that been a bit of a funky adjustment yeah, for you? Yeah, man, I miss my teammate, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it was a tag team champion, I'm loving him, you know, by my one handicap match. But it's okay, man. He's going to be back soon. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, like I said, he's another piece that we need. And, you know, obviously we miss him and all that. But um, it's just helping me, you know, figure out a ways to be effective, um, you know, without him in the game. And when he comes there, it might be a lot easier for me. Um, more openings and uh, you know same thing for him obviously I think he's watching the game and that's something that I've done at the beginning of the year where when I was hurt I was watching to see what I could do and I'm sure he's doing the same and when he gets back it's gonna help be really helpful which tag team are you huh which tag team are you uh we could be D-Generation X I'm Shawn Michaels though <laughs> you know we're at the arena hangout with Lee Van Osman last night and yeah. realized that he didn't know who A Tribe Called Quest was. Right, and, right. Uh, and to be clear, Lee Ben is uh, 23, I think? Yeah, 23 yeah. at most. And, yeah. you know, the whole point of it was, you know, I wasn't I wasn't trying to give him a hard time. You know, th- that's just me realizing how old I am. Yeah, yeah. Because there's just a generation. I mean, I don't know, man. I feel yeah, like everyone yeah. should know Tribe. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but, yeah. you know, also, you know, Chris there, you know, giving a mention to, to DX and, and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just I was just wondering if you I'm oh, gonna, I'm gonna name some wrestlers right oh, now from the nineties. Hey, hold on, can I be clear about this? Is, yeah. is that is that the one where he paired up with Triple H? Yeah, Triple H, China, X Pac. Who else is who uh, are the other guys? Uh, <laughs> I remember tri- him and Triple yeah, H. Sorry. No, there there there's a lot of uh the, are, are you familiar with are you familiar with the tag team uh, Money Inc. No with million dollar man Ted DiBiase and IRS? Why is his name IRS? <laughs> One of the most underrated characters Why is ever. that your name? Uh, some, someone on Twitter suggested IRS should have tag team with Undertaker and called himself Death and Taxes, which would have been amazing. No, that's heat. Yeah, that's pretty good. Are like you familiar that. with Kane? Yeah, of course I know Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's Undertaker's brother, you know, storyline-wise. Oh, oh, really? I didn't know that oh, part. Oh, okay, no. okay. How about what? the Legion of Doom? No. Owen is that Hart? Not the, is that not the, uh, the Seahawks or whatever? Yes, I think they renamed themselves the Legion of Boom mm. based on that. Okay, okay. What about Owen Hart and the British Bulldog? Nah, man. What, what? Oh, my God. All right, man. Yeah. The Hardy Boys? That's more recent. I, I mean, I know of, I, I mean, I, I know that conceptually as a thing, just like how Lee Van knew that Outkast was like a musical group. Yeah. But then when they played Heya, he was like, I don't know what this oh, is. Oh, yeah. He got called out on that, too. I was like, so do you know like, De La Soul? He's like, De La what? Nah, he said De I'm La like, what is crazy. I'm like, Bone Thugs and Harmony? He's like, nah, but that's a sick name, though. Wow. Anyways. I mean, he, he was born in like, like, how long was he born? 2000? Yeah. 1999? Well, to be fair, he tested me on, on modern day artists as well, and I didn't know anything. Okay, but to be fair, about. he was giving you some tough artists, man. Yeah, it's all good. This guy's like, do you know Smiley? <laughs> yeah, I know Smiley. Local. So local artists, yeah, you know, name one of his affiliated songs. with OVO. Anyways, <laughs> you know, uh, shouts to uh, Rovin and Adriana from from MLSC oh, yesterday inviting us yes, to, to check out uh, Chung Chung, the Korean hot dog mm. place that is opening now in the arena. I yep. believe I believe tonight's their opening night because there's a Leafs game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happening at Scotiabank Arena. It's in the 300 level. We had a chance to build with Steve Choi and the Chung Chung team as well and try out some of the food. I mean, we've had Chung Chung. Sorry, we've had, had Chung Chung before. 
Of course. And, of course. Uh, you know, I went for the three Pete yesterday. <laughs> three dogs. Oh, <laughs> I had that dog in me. Yeah. So, so this is pregame. You know, we went to Nick Nurse's press conference. And then as soon as that was over, we went upstairs to, I think, the, the, the draft deck or something like that. I, I don't, I don't, to be honest, I, again, like, even though I'm in Scotiabank all the time, I only really know the media room and then the 600 level and yes. the court. That's, I don't, the in between stuff I don't really know as much about, but whatever. We went to the thing. And then there was like 20 people there who were invited to sort of try hot dogs. And, and we were some of the people there. And, and then we were like, wow, okay, so we just get one and, you know, we dress it up. And it's, it's essentially a corn dog, right? It's, it's a, but instead of the, the corn meal, I guess, that they sort of batter it in, it's, it's rice. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we had one and we're like, this is great. And then we're like, you know what? This is so good. I'm gonna have another. And then I was like, okay, we're, that's enough. Right. Cause you know, it, it's, it's fairly filling. And then on the way out, you're like, nah, <laughs> I got one more in me. You were literally Vince Carter, man. I got one more in me. So no, I had to go for the three Pete. Yeah. But so yeah. which ones did you have, Alex? Give give us a nice review. I had two of the ramen chip hot dogs and then a half mozzarella one. Mm. Highly recommend the ramen chip one. Yep. Everybody should check it out. I mean, we've checked out Chung Chung outside of the arena as well. And, oh and, yeah, and yeah. we talked well, to have more producer Lance Kennedy arena. here about it. You know, he's a Chung Chung enthusiast. We gotta we gotta get him hooked up. Yo, we it's just surprise him. In no, the it's, it's great. It's great to have that at the arena, and now we just need a bubble tea spot. Yeah. No, so. I mean, I'm I, I think. I mean, I, I think that's the thing with Scotiabank, too. It's just, like, for the longest time, they had, like, the most basic menu in there. Oh, okay. It was, like, especially for the championship run, like, it was, we ate a lot in the arena that year, and it was, like, how many times can I have Freshie and, like, a dry sandwich? Mm. You know? Like, let's change it up, you know? Toronto's such a diverse food scene, and I'm starting, we're starting to see that now. thought Leela's was a huge addition last year. Alouette was a great addition. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to be nice about the bow place. Oh, okay. They do serve yeah. bows. That's, that's me being nice. Um, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, the, 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 hot, the Chung Chung hot dogs was great. Yeah, 10 Michelin stars to Ten. Chung Chung for, for me. Yeah. yeah. But okay, be cool. before we take break, there was a quick report yesterday of from Spurs Talk, the website that according to a pair of sources, the two teams most persistent about acquiring Jakob Pertl are the Toronto Raptors and the Golden State Warriors. Mm. And they also went on to say that the talks with the Raptors date back to last season's trade deadline, but Toronto remains hesitant to offer anything more than a package highlighted by a single first-round draft pick with moderate protections. What are your thoughts on this, Will? Um, Spurs talk out two sources? That's pretty good. All right, respect the Spurs talk. Because it's the first time I've heard of Spurs. Yes, talk. but let's but, let's yeah, just I, let's just roll with it and talk about the. No, no, I'm not, I'm not doubting this. I'm, not, I'm actually not Jakob doubting Pertl. this at all because I think um, the Raptors have been linked to Jakob over the years. Obviously, they drafted Jakob. They had Jakob for a long time. Him and Pascal are friends. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the one of the two positions you would expect the front office to upgrade, right? Center and then a third guard. Like we've been doing the show for a year and a half now. <laughs> I think I've maybe even said it on this show maybe twenty times. Right, we've seen the Raptors linked to those exact two positions, right? And so I wouldn't be surprised if if they, you know, are still in on Jakoproto. I think he's a very good starting caliber center. I think. Would you right like now, them? Would you like them to go get Jakoproto? I think the price that they're trying to offer them is is fair. I think San Antonio is smart to wait until the deadline to see what other things develop, and then let the let the market sort of mature. But to me, it's like all the posturing about oh, the Spurs feel like Jakoproto will be the perfect fit beside Victor Wambayama. I'm like. No, nah, that's cap. <laughs> just, just. I think you're just waiting for the price to get up and some, some more, you know, bidders to get into the mix. But ultimately, they will move them before the deadline. And I think there'll be other teams involved. I'm sure 
you know, I, I think of her, the the Celtics and, and the Warriors, you know, that makes sense. But I think for the Raptors, like, if they want a pick, you know, and a first-round pick, especially one that, you know, could be available in this upcoming draft, I think the Raptors have a decent one to offer them. Um, obviously not in the lottery or anything like that, but... Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. I think it will fit. He would start instantly on the Raptors. Uh, I think there are still some concerns, obviously, with shot creation. Um, and I don't think it would help with spacing. But at the same time, I do find that the argument of not helping with spacing is funny. I don't think Christian Coloco is helping with spacing. Uh, and so, like, it, it is definitely an upgrade because not only will you have someone who finishes layups and plays defense consistently, but he's also an underrated passer, connects the plays a little bit, gets on the offensive glass like the way the Raptors like. And I, I do think that it would spare the Raptors from having to play uh, any of their three wings on the center. I don't think Scotty likes playing center. I don't think OG likes playing center. Pascal doesn't like playing center. So go get them a center, right? You've already made the tough move of putting Gary on the bench. He's producing that role for now. If he continues to do so, then obviously what you need is a better center, right? And there's no doubt that Christian Coloco can produce in the future, he can even produce at times. Last night, he got four blocks. Like, there was no issues, really, with that position. But I think against tougher competition, you will need a starting caliber center, and, and Jakob Proto is that. So it, it makes sense to me on all fronts. Um, I think the, the Spurs probably just wait a little bit longer um, to see what else uh, presents itself. But, yeah, I don't think the Raptors should offer more than one pick, though. One pick is one pick is fine. And plus, you get his, uh, his bird rights. You can sign him after that, all that stuff. Right, because he's a free agent. At the yeah, end of this but season. It's very similar to that Spurs or to that Spurs deal that the Raptors made last year with that young. Right. Right. You, know? you get him in, have his bird rights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's I a think, delayed sign and trade. I think Yako would be would be an upgrade clearly for this team for this season. And then if you trade for him with the intent of signing him long term, like he's still relatively young, like in the prime of his career right now. And I like, mean he literally came in the same draft classes right. as as Pascal and I guess right. Fred, although Fred wasn't drafted, but you know, yeah. same, same and, class. And you'd have him long term as well. I think it'd be a really nice piece, but yeah, I think I'm with you. I feel like the bidding might be going up on on Jakob Pertl as we get closer to the trade deadline. Yeah. Shouts to, shouts to Spurs talk. Yeah, shouts to no Spurs No slander talk. whatsoever. I, just, I was just impressed. No slander. You just slandered every food vendor at Scotiabank. Arena. No, I'm just one of them. That's fine. Uh, Faisal Kamisa will be joining us. The exiled um, global ambassador of the show is joining us. He's been waiting out back this whole time. Oh, my bad. Just chatting with Derek. Probably talking about the World Cup. Probably talking about seven... Seven talk taking place. All right, let's take this break. Now we've been talking about chips. Wow. All right. Uh, We're going to take that break. I've been your host, Willu. That's Alex Wang. You're listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wolu. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. And we're joined in the studio by Faisal Kamisa. Faisal, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm, go- I'm really good. Thank you. 
Six. Shout out to producer Derek. Shouts to Derek Brandale. Shouts to the exiled global ambassador of You're the back. Raptor show. What I ever do? Faisal. What I do? Honestly, nothing. Yeah. Just... yeah, that's how it goes here. That's how it goes here. <laughs> you know, you're here. busy doing your Taylor Swift, you know, uh, oh, media tour. That was tour. like so four weeks ago, yeah, man. Name one other thing about Faisal, man. Name one other thing about him, please. He's wearing a green uh, cardigan. Yeah, you know? what'd you call me when I came in? What did I call you? I don't oh, know. Cardi V. Cardi V was good. Ver. Oh, Lil, Lil, Lil Uzi Ver. Yeah. Rudy Gobert. Um, yeah, yeah, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that one's lost. Got the green. Nah, I like that one. It's basketball. Yeah. I thought that's what we talked about on the show. Sorry. Hoop sorry. Talks. Not when you come on. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, by the way. Yeah, Hoop Talks. Well. Rush Hour 4 Talk coming soon. But first, Faisal, since we don't know anything about any other sport, because, you know, I've been texting you on, every day about the World soccer, Cup. Man. I'm yeah. like, who's Mbappe's? By the way, he says Mbappe's uh, NBA comp is Steph Curry, which I think you had a problem with. Hmm. Is it, yeah, is it? We, we don't need that right now. But oh, I felt like that's what we should. Uh, tell yeah. us. Sorry, okay, go ahead. Tell us about Jason Robertson, man. <laughs> Will just found out about Jason Robertson yeah. yesterday, and we Yo. have to rep. And, in fact, I witnessed Will right now just scrolling through Jason Robertson's stats and marveling yeah. at how unbelievable – uh, an Asian hockey player is doing Bro. right now. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. 41 <laughs> points in in 26 games. This is like a perfect A report card. I didn't yeah. realize when you open up a player's box score, it's actually no. opening the report card. The A is winning the Stanley Cup alongside with this, right? This oh, is okay, like where's okay. the extra 5%, and wow. that's where it is, I guess, right now. But shout out the representation in the league. It's awesome. His brother plays for the Leafs. Hasn't really... Got off the mark a lot this season. Oh, but... we don't have to do that thing where, where parents <laughs> compare their kids. <laughs> I hated that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was only my it's whole traumatic. life and still is, just, right? you know, with two sisters and whatever the case may be. But sorry, that you just okay. that was just triggering because yeah. that's just life for us, right? It turned out okay. <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with you? I'm sitting here on my day off. Thanks, mm. by the way, Alex. The one full day off I had, you wow. said, yo, come in and do this. I said, okay, man, happy to do it. And then you said, here, Talk about Jason Robertson, who's unbelievable, by the way. He's so we really, should really rep good. him. Like, like oh, he's, he's on fire. 100%. Right Jason right. Robertson, Nick Robertson, Nick Suzuki, who at your event, live event last year, he said, yo, it was Asian uh, Heritage Month. He said, shout out your favorite Asian right now. I said, Nick Suzuki, man, that guy, mm. captain of the Montreal Canadiens. It's, mm. it's awesome to see. I heard that. Yeah, shout out to David Suzuki, too, man. Um, <laughs> so his okay. uncle. Going to do a quick... Make or miss segment with Faisal. Miss. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought it started. I thought it started. My bad. Faisal Kamisa here. And the first thing I have here for you, Patrick Beverly recently talked about getting haircuts. And here's what he had to say. I think the most thing in basketball is the barber prices. These guys are getting slightly disrespectful now. I'm talking about like, come to the crib, line you up. How much? $300. Like, damn, that's a pretty penny. Every, I don't know, week, 300. Hmm. That was my point. Uh, does does he get haircuts actually? Because uh, yeah, does he? I think he's saving the money. Well, this really reminded me of you because I know we had a lot of discussions over the summer. Yeah. About just you know barbers and haircut prices and all of that stuff. Uh-huh. Three hundred dollars. Uh, would you ever get a three hundred? No, uh, make man. or miss. Make or miss getting a haircut for three hundred dollars. No man. Mm-hmm. Hard with, miss. With all due respect, no. I mean it's. Yeah, I mean, how much do you even got a tip on three hundred dollars, man? Dude, I don't, I don't know because I would never do it. Yeah, as I the most well-groomed person here yeah, in thank the you, studio, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like you're the authority so, on this. Okay, that's a great, great way to start. I think so. Look, man, I, I got to admit, I'm with Pat Bev on this. Prices have gone up, and look, I don't blame barbers. Mm. They had a mm. pandemic where they couldn't really legally do anything, and so um, you gotta, gotta make your money back. And I, I respect it. Everything's gone up in the world, so why not haircuts as well? So. 
300 obviously i would never do that my barber's price has gone up as well and i got to admit i have cut back on the frequency of wow. when i go get my haircut i used to go once a week to him i go once every two weeks to him now and i get one in between uh at the spot here where they have a guy come in and, and cut our hair every now and then yeah but we don't have those privileges yeah, so. i didn't say, say yours they, they don't do this that guy for radio. always comes in okay. and talks about the privileges okay. we don't have at sports he's yeah. always like oh you guys yeah. don't have a wardrobe oh wow okay <laughs> well i know that alex just wears jackets all day that's it are you cold yeah i'm freezing in here man are you actually um, yeah it's it's it gets really want, cold should I give, do you want the sweater he's no no i'm no, good he's 30 you know uh, yeah. what that's a good point 38 um, savage that's not a, that's not a thing man you can't just put x no, it's exactly, not x savage yeah, 38 <laughs> can you do something for me that's not it man that's what oh, i've been saying question. every day um, um my haircut used to be 38 by the way ironically enough they are not that anymore uh way way higher but we still do it every now and then yeah, yeah. you gotta have though. loyalty to the barber but also man the bank account goes down at a higher frequency these days, so you have to be That's cognizant fair. of that as well. Yeah, inflation, these things, you know. Uh, yeah, no, but also like the celebrity barber economy has been going up in terms of just barbers right. connecting with players and stuff yes. right so yes. i guess that's what i know the guy that cuts a lot of the raptors hair as well mm -hmm. and uh look man like while it's pretty luxurious and and leads to you know pretty decent lifestyle i'm sure the hours are crazy like you're on call basically all day every yeah, day yeah, right and like, if they need you they need you right and you got to be ready to go hop on a plane go to a random hotel cut a guy's head yeah. come back yeah. you know yeah. it's, it's a lot yeah i get it yeah, yeah. plus phase honestly 300 bucks seems like more and more reasonable the more I, i'm for, talking for an about nba player with, NBA with respect yeah, yeah, with yeah. respect to what they're making look 300 yeah, bucks course, for anybody course. is a lot of money but relative to what they're making i feel like that's fair can i feel do, like can that's you not fair just like save your per diem for a week and then just use that <laughs> of her haircuts i just feel like, like, like per diem is like 150 bucks i think 300 is expensive for civilians like us but i feel like for nba players correct that's that's extremely whatever i agree i agree Pat Bev saying this is, is interesting because I, I think he just lets it grow for his part. I need to look at Pat Bev's salary. So well, I can just the, have a quick the key thing, the key nah, thing I wanted people like 14, to know is, is that, yeah, yeah. you know, my barber knows Faisal's barber. <laughs> this and... was the weirdest text I got from you. Last. <laughs> we have a ton of weird texts over the course of a week, but this was the weirdest one. Go mm, ahead. Yeah. And, you know, they just know each other. And I told my barber that Faisal and I are best friends. Yeah. Wow. And I would like you to stop telling people that. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so like, then name, friend one, thing name in one general. more fun fact about Faisal. Then. <laughs> uh, next moving up, on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, moving on. Uh, make or miss Kawhi Leonard. See, I know Alex so well. I knew exactly what he would do in that situation. Yeah. Wow. Yet. That's how we're friends. By um, the way, 13 million for Pat Bev. He, he can do the 300 a week. Kawhi Leonard hit a game-winning <laughs> shot in Charlotte earlier this week. Mm. And afterwards, he said, quote, my teammates trust me. I seen I had Tony Rogier on me at the time. <laughs> they did a great job of getting one of their best defenders on me. What? Make or miss did, did Kawhi purposely disrespect scary Terry Rozier? No, miss. Or does Kawhi just not know? Yeah. How many NBA players do you think Kawhi can actually name? Uh <laughs> if you ask how him many to name Charlotte Hornets players do you I, think? I'd raise you this. How yes. many Toronto Raptors championship team members oh, can he on. name? No, I'm serious about this. How many do you think he can name? Well, we joked about this and you started making up names for the guys. Yeah. You called them Chris Lowry, yeah. Stevie Baca. <laughs> Steve Baca. Danny Orange was the favorite one. <laughs> No, no, no. Miguel Ujiri. Oh, wow, man. You... Uh, Benny Webster. Well, yeah. I, I think with Kawhi, <laughs> I mean, he, he, so just, good. he literally just comes to work and goes home. Like, he... 
That's it, man. All the stuff we've been doing. That's he it. also comes to work once a month now. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's fine. Like, but, you he know, was on the old me schedule. <laughs> a lot of people over the pandemic have transitioned to a work from home situation. <laughs> right. That includes Kawhi, right? Oh, he's working remotely. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kawhi every. So much, that's man. Kawhi every two weeks when the direct deposit hits. Do you right? think he remembers? Do you think <laughs> Kawhi like, remembers? Uh-huh. Malcolm Miller was on the team. Do you think he remembers Eric Moreland was on the team? Yeah, bro. If he ran into Jordan Lloyd tomorrow, he he definitely say what up, Jordan. How many conversations do you think Kawhi and Jeremy Lin had? Um. He probably said knee how to him once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, I have no doubt. I have no doubt that oh, Kawhi ran into Jeremy at some point and said knee how to him. Um, okay, wait. Well, that leads me to this question for you guys. Sorry okay. to take over. What's the most random name you've both been called then by uh, someone who you thought should have known who you were? And is it going to be Will for you and Alex for him? Well, okay. Will Lou for me, definitely. Yeah. yeah. La- last yeah. week, last, I think, Monday, we called. No, was this Friday? So Friday. Alex was. Uh, well, Alex is away. All right, he's not just, putting. You know, him, he's you, busy on Fridays. Okay, you putting him on the producing the show. Okay, and then he was like, <laughs> you know, we got, we got your album for segment two, and I was like, oh, fantastic! Love talking to Alvin, right? And me and Alvin are chatting, and then like 15 minutes into the convo, we're live on air, and he's like, you know, Alex, you oh, know, the, the you know, so Scotty's gonna f- figure it out. Like, you know, sometimes players. Just go through these funks, Alex, and you just can't be too stressed about it, Alex. And I'm like, oh, brother. But you know what? Alex is eh? To defend my guy, to defend my guy, Alvin Williams, though. Yeah, our guy. Know, our I'm, guy. I'm the one. I'm the one that obviously messages him and books him. So sure, he has a lot yeah, of interactions yeah. with me. I know, I know. And he's on the phone, right? He's, he's on, on the, the phone, phone that day. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, okay. plus, you don't do the thing where you you reset and say who you are. You could just be like, "This is the Raptor show," and I'm. I mean, we, we, we've had we've had enough combos with Alvin that no, I, I was fair. hoping he recognized my voice. But that's listen, fair. it was it was all just in good fun. I actually yeah. I thought it was really funny. I think live in air on air when I realized what, what was happening, <laughs> I just didn't I didn't have the Did heart to be him? like, no, no. Why would I? Because it'd be funnier, I think. That's mm, funnier mm. to bring this up now when he's not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, fair enough. God. That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, and, and by the way, speaking of Tony, um, I, I mentioned oh, this okay. in the reaction podcast yesterday, so. So, so Herbie Kuhn, the uh, the legendary Raptors in arena announcer, um, he, I don't know, it, maybe his just like his his the stat sheet was printing like typos or something. Oh, but yeah, he just right. kept calling Troy Brown Jr. Tony Brown Jr. the whole time. <laughs> but in that situation, who do you think who do you think should be responsible for telling him? I feel like Darvin Ham should have uh, walked no, over. I, I, <laughs> I think Tony Brown Jr. I think Tony Brown Jr. Exactly. <laughs> be like, hey, be like, listen, man, listen. Excuse me. I know my, career, my name. I'm not like a highlight player. I, I, you know, I'm not the most famous guy in the Lakers, but it's Troy. Yeah, listen, man. It, when you do Troy. when you do so many games, you know, mistakes are bound to happen. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm just here to make sure no bridges get burned right now, man. God no, damn. No, there's no bridges. Yeah. No, again, like Shows who's burning Herbie. bridges? Yeah, who's Shows burning bridges? Herbie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Schroeder. What else, man? Next Dennis up, kind of trying to protect his next free hot dog. Relax, man. Dennis Schroeder. Uh, next up, uh, Jackie Chan <laughs> has confirmed that Rush Hour 4 is officially in the works. Um, make or miss, uh, Faisal, uh, another Rush Hour movie. Um, okay, so make, of course, right? But I'm just wondering what the level of content will be in that movie, given how the first three were, you know? I don't remember anything about the third one. No, where, where well, the third one? Okay, so they went to Paris for some reason. Okay, you know the you know all the Asian gangsters in Paris. Was that the obviously. one at the big gala or whatever, where they're riding down the big curtain? Which one was that? Because the no, first one was in LA, and one, the second right? one, one is in Hong Kong. Two was Hong Kong. Right. Third one is Hong Kong and LA. This right. one is mostly in Paris. Um, it hmm. features uh, Sun Ming Ming. All right. Okay. Not not Sun Wing Wing, but Sun Ming Ming. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. and he's like a seven foot four. Um, Chinese player who never really ultimately, I think, made it to the league. But at Wait, one point, he was in the third one. 
Yeah, he he fights Jackie Chan, and he's okay. obviously like he's nah, like Bobo. This, like, like, this is a rewatch. Then yes. John Wick. Yes. yes. But you no, know, it was it was bad. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was bad. Uh, I think Chris Tucker was sort of like just past his prime. And my question is like, how much would it cost for Chris Tucker to do something? Because like, when was the last time I've seen Chris Tucker, <laughs> Chris Tucker work? And anything? Yeah. Yeah, he's chilling. He's one of the rich people who's like, yo, I made my money. I'm chilling now. I'm having a good time. Well, maybe he's not so rich anymore. I'm maybe he's like, little... look, maybe we're not that rich. Maybe. I don't mind a rush hour four though. I would mind them, man. Really? You just want them to leave the trilogy? What alone? are they gonna do? Right? You still want to see Jackie Chan do backflips at seventy? Like, let that man just <laughs> let that man sit, man. You play basketball. You play pickup basketball for two hours, and the next day we're going to Scotiabank, and for four subway stops you had to sit. You know what? Once it hit, no, you once, want Jackie Chan to do backflips. Once it went from Blue, once it hit Wellesley, I had to sit, man. He got on at Wellesley. You know? <laughs> we're two stops away. He got on at Well, yeah, I saw you guys like yesterday. I said, like we're walking to Wellesley and then heading to Scotiabank. Once it hit Wellesley. <laughs> I had to sit, man. No, I just want to see Don no, Cheadle man, do. Leave Jackie alone, man. I, I want to see Don Cheadle speak Chinese again. That's what that's, I want. That's fine. Because that's a that's an all time. Well, Jackie Chan is sixty eight years old, man. That's the all time classic scene. Yeah, for let him man. rest. No more, okay? No more rush hours. And plus, they've been teasing this for like ten years. I feel like every time Jackie Chan has an interview, this is what he. Gets this is asked. what he says, right? Just to get everyone yeah. hype again, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's been confirmed. Many times. Do anything else, guys, please. <laughs> yeah. And Jackie Chan, play a role in a movie that's not a police officer. Oh man. He's always like, no, no, I don't want any trouble. I'm just a cop. And then he beats up everybody. Shouts to the tuxedo. Um That's every movie that every he's done. Chance. Next up, so uh, the NBA is gonna start giving out an actual award to the team with the best record in the league. And this is gonna be an actual trophy that's gonna be awarded. Yeah. Uh, a make or miss a new regular season trophy for the best team. <sighs> I think it's it's a make. It's not the worst thing in the world. I, it's certainly not enough where I'm, like, going to complain on the internet like other people are about it. Like, who cares, right? Mm. It's fine. There are other leagues that do this. Like, MLS has their supporter shield for the best regular season. Obviously, the NHL has the president's trophy for best regular season team. All it can lead to is more jokes, right? Like, yeah, oh, my yeah. God, you won the – I forgot the name of the trophy, but now you're out in the first round and now you're out in the second round. We're going to laugh at you, and I think that's what we need. Put some respect on Maurice – Podoloff. Yeah, I apologize. Sorry, right. former sorry, commissioner. Sorry. First commissioner right. of, of the NBA. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I think I think, you know, if you I think Faisal's right. Like if you win the the regular season trophy and then, get something. and then you get knocked out in like the round of eight or something like that, then you know, you're going to be the butt of all the jokes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, you know what I like? Um at the end of the player's career, sometimes they take like a full like if it'll be like Tim Duncan and he's got like all the trophies that he's won. You're gonna like throw the five them. titles and the finals MVP the the three or four finals MVPs he's got and then like <laughs> the, the MVP of trophies that he's got and the rookie of the year trophies and you put them all together, like this doesn't this doesn't mean less than rookie of the year, for example, to me. No. So like yeah, just just put more trophies, sprinkle some more trophies in there. You know, all you know when they start the low key put the all star game trophies. Mm. In for some of these photos, it's, 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 it's more than an all-star trophy. So who, who would get the equivalent trophy at Sportsnet 590, the fan, for best regular season radio show? Mm. Wow. Well, I would give that to Derek Brandale for just helping us behind the scenes. No, salute to him, man. Yeah. But he also playoff performer as well. Isn't this like when, didn't John Morant, John Morant won most improved, right? And he gave the trophy to, to Desmond <laughs> Bain. Yeah, he said, uh, Desmond he said, Bain. He said yeah. you gave it to the wrong guy on a team. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I ever won anything, I would just hand it off. 
to, <laughs> to Derek Brindale. No, yeah. that's right. You would that's, not, by yeah. the way, but go ahead. Uh, last one, uh, you know, <laughs> recently, a, a man was um, a man was fired in, in France for, for refusing to participate in after work drinks and team building activities. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Actually sued and, and, you know, the court decided that he was right, that companies can't fire their workers for failing to be sufficiently fun. Finally, yeah. some justice at in work. the world. Uh, Thank God, yeah. A make or miss of participating in after work drinks <sighs> and team building activities. This yeah. is like when I ignore you when you text me at like whatever time at night. I'm like, just dude, we're not on working hours right now. <laughs> Please just leave me alone. The whole segment to establish that we're not friends. Yeah. Yo, Faisal came in with an agenda You keep selling this narrative to people that we're like this. I sold it to one person. Yeah, well, now the rest of the internet knows as well. Um, No, I'm kidding. I I like this. Don't force people to have to hang out with you enough. No, man, come on. No, no, no. Um, you know, me famously, I'm, I'm not a person that gets along with people at work, apparently. <laughs> you just don't talk to anybody. <laughs> I, yeah. And in and, and a socialized setting where the goal is to talk to people, uh, you yeah. know, that's fine. Like, you know, I talk to my guys, Derek, Frank, mm. whoever else we, we shout out at the JR, you know, whoever else we shout out in our in Wednesday mm. or Friday shout outs. And uh, no, I mean, look. their names are. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't know what their names are sometimes, but no, let's listen. Work is work, and then fun is fun, man. It's, you don't have to combine this, the two. This is that work-life balance. The only time you. I have fun at work is when I go to Scotiabank. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And, and they're winning. Thanks. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Awesome. I mean, I also love Sportsnet. No, I mean, I don't. Huge oh, company. I'm not trying to. I'm here. Yeah, You're yeah. not having fun. You don't like no, this. No, oh, I'm, okay. I'm having a great time. Guys. Cool, man. You want to get drinks after? No. No, I don't. But <laughs> no. I don't. But this, I don't. This, this is like. Uh, this we is like. This. Gambo, aren't we? This is LeBron asking Drake for margaritas after the Raptors game. <laughs> Why basically. do you think Drake came to the game last night? Yeah. You think he was there to see Kendrick Nunn? All right, we're in the round of... Well, we made it. Tony we're, Brown we're, Jr.? We're in the round of eight now, so uh, let's just get your official World Cup predictions. Uh, uh, who's France winning? winning. France. Okay. Oh, man. My ideal, like... Round of four would be Argentina, Brazil, France, okay. Portugal. I think a lot of people would want those four to kind of be there mm. um, just for the endless narratives that come with that, right? I mean, whether it's Brazil or Argentina in the final, it's Neymar or Messi, fine. Whether it's France or uh, Portugal in the final, it's Ronaldo's, well, not Ronaldo's, Portugal, but Portugal with mm. Ronaldo and France trying to go back to back. Like, man, the, the games, the hype, the talent level, all of it would be really, really cool. So I'm expecting Morocco and Croatia to win somehow and, oh. and ruin that. I don't want it, though. I don't want it. No, I don't want it either. It's I wouldn't mind a game. Portugal one, too, by the way. Just to, yeah. Obviously, we support Derek, but also just the neighborhood that I live in. You know, I just want to hear honking well into the night. Yeah, shout out to Derek, man. Let's go. But okay, yeah, I got France winning as well. Yeah, based on seven, name seven, two other players. Seven six over Brazil in the final. In so, penalties okay. or yeah, no normal time. Uh, no, 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 no penalties. We're out of time. All right, there you go. Those are for us today. I'm your host Willow. You've been listening to the Raptor Show on the Sports Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review our show. Reminder, we're streaming live on Sports YouTube channel and airing live on Sports 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks again to producer and co-host Alex Wong. Thanks to Facebook Misa, our producer Derek Brandeo and Frank Baraska for helping us with YouTube. We'll be back tomorrow.